0: Hello, my name is Mikhail, and I welcome you into this 15th week of Ordinary Time. This week in the way of Jesus, we are practicing being a person of peace. When I look into the face of my enemy, I see my Last week, we began a new series here at the 8th Street Church, Walking Through the Letter to the Ephesians. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, you might find it helpful as an orientation to the themes we'll be exploring as we study and practice our way through this book. For those who are interested in following along with our practices in a written format that allows for some journaling, This series is also included in the book Living the Way of Jesus that we published through The Foundry Publishing in 2019, and we'll include a link in the show notes if you'd like to see it or purchase it for yourself. If you do follow along with the book, you'll find the Ephesians series on pages 49 through 56, and it's called Practicing Resurrection During the Ordinary Time of Year A. And as always, if you have questions about the book, about these practices, or if you would like to share your own experiences, I would love to hear from you. You can find an email address in the show notes below as well. This week, our scripture comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 18, and I'll read for us out of the New Living Translation. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you didn't know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when, in his body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you, Gentiles who were far away from him, and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. While the Jewish Gentile dynamics Paul talks about here might be hard for us to relate to, we certainly have our own walls of hostility today. The walls that divide us by political party, race, language, socioeconomic standing, and ideology are all too easy to build and maintain. In fact, it feels like our whole society only knows how to build and fortify walls to keep out those who disagree or are perceived to be a threat. And we have become entrenched, brittle, and deeply divided. And while we may lament this current state of affairs and admit that it exhausts us, it can be really hard nearly impossible to imagine anything else. But with truth echoing through the millennia, the words of St. Paul remind us that there is a force greater than the hostility that keeps us apart. The peace of Christ breaks down these barriers of prejudice and distrust, and we are invited into this work of peacemaking as well. Earlier this week, I had a fascinating exchange on Facebook about our role our imagination plays in our ability to live the way of Jesus. And one friend's comment has been reverberating in my mind for days. She was wondering aloud what would happen if we could have God imagination to see one another as God sees us. Her words were this. How radical would it be for us? to use the gift of God-imagination in our sacred relationships with all that's been created? Her question was rhetorical, but I think Paul gives us the answer. Walls would come down, and walls have come down. All through Ephesians, we are invited into a maturity of understanding, conviction, and life in this way of Jesus, a way marked by resurrection. And we are invited not only to receive the work of the gospel, but to participate in it as well. And while the dividing walls of hostility are still in place all around us, we are invited to live into the truth that they are not necessary, and in fact, that they are harmful, and wrong. And so this week, we will consciously choose to live the reality that Jesus has created, and we will be persons of peace. This means we will intentionally look for, work toward, and celebrate peace everywhere we go. So, If you overhear or are within a divisive conversation, consider how you can steer it toward peace. When you are offended, pray first that Jesus would bring you peace and enable you to bring that peace to others. In situations where you do not have a direct role, Whether it's witnessing the barriers of hostility in your workplace, within your city, your nation, or around our globe, practice peacemaking by earnestly praying for peace among those who are more directly involved. But there's another element of being a person of peace that can feel more difficult, and that includes knowing when to say nothing knowing when to speak. We have a lot of arguing and defending and name-calling these days, but arguing, defending, and name-calling those who we feel are in the wrong, that doesn't bring peace. But you know, maintaining niceness in the face of injustice or injury doesn't bring peace either. So when you encounter any kind of hostility towards you or around you this week, I invite you to pause long enough to ask Jesus to help you know what it means to be a person of peace in this situation. I think it helps us to remember that there were times when Jesus himself had strong words to say to those who opposed him, but there were also many other times when Jesus himself was silent. And let his actions do the talking. And we can be people of peace in both ways as well. All too often, our culture associates peacemaking with weakness and associates violence with strength but it's actually exactly the opposite. Being a person of peace requires an inner strength that is far greater than any act of violence can display. And We are given a full and deep reserve of this strength shared from Christ Jesus himself. So again this week, I pray for you with the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 3, from the message. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives full in the fullness of God. God can do anything you know. Far more than you could ever imagine Or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. Friends, may it be so in you. I look into the face of my enemy, I see my scene.